we found out that the number one cause of death of line of duty death for first responders, a job that's a calling that's supposed to be the best in the world is suicide. And it's not even close comparative to, you know, in fires or even cancer, stroke, heart disease, it's suicide. Begging the question, what are we doing wrong? This isn't an overnight thing. This is a chronic thing. This is something that doesn't happen overnight. Like we're doing something wrong in our lifestyle that's leading us to this point. of MDF Instruments. Welcome to our Crafting Wellness podcast. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Sean Percy Travis. For everyone who doesn't know who you are, can you kind of just give a little rundown of yourself? Yeah, uh, Sean Percy Travis. Uh, I live in Southern California in the beautiful city of LA. I'm in one of the beach cities for most of beach, if you guys are familiar. Uh, it's gorgeous down here. Uh, Full-time firefighter paramedic at the engineer rank. I've uh, been a first responder now for a little over 12 years um, and also dive in all walks of life, you know, love music, love the beach activities, sports, you know, anything active, reading a little bit of a science geek and uh, which kind of parlays into the, the next topic of, you know, the company I started Functional Hero towards health and longevity practices for first responders. Um, yeah, happy to be here. Been a long time affiliate with MDF and uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into all of this stuff. You went to um, Loyola Marymount University, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Studied biology and healthy body sciences. Um, played some baseball there. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun, good time. <laughs> I would love to kind of talk to you about how you fell into firefighting and kind of what led you that way. So actually, um, growing up, I kind of never lost those childhood dreams of wanting to be a professional baseball player or follow my dad's footsteps and be a doctor, um, carried him all the way into college. And uh, so I was pre-med and a baseball player, which is horrible for each because <laughs> my academic advisor the whole time is telling me to quit baseball and my baseball coach the whole time is telling me to change majors because they don't just they don't go together, right? They're, it's really, really hard. There's a lot of extra hours in the science and engineering colleges, uh, a lot of extra labs, and then any sport um, at the collegiate level is going to be all-encompassing. You're up at 5 a.m., you know, you're coming home after sunset, you know, class is kind of intermittent between different practices. And I was a catcher, so I was going to pitcher practice and uh, position player practice, so doing double time and, you know, doing the science world. So uh, it was tough, did it for a few years, and um, Stuck with it for the most part, but as an 18, 19, 20 year old trying to figure out the next steps of your walk in life, you kind of don't know the left hand from your right. And we're trying to make major decisions like, oh yeah, I want to follow my dreams, follow my passions as if we have any idea what those are at that age, right? <laughs> you know, we'd like to pretend we do, but we have no clue what the next 10, 20 years holds. And we're, you know, trying to make the best decision on it. So, um, started asking advice, started looking towards my mentors, started, you know, my dad, my cousins, uh, people in like fields. Um, I'm blessed to have a family with quite a few doctors in it, you know, with cousins and uncles and whatnot. And so I was able to kind of bounce off of that and ask, you know, the career path that you see me doing. And then I was also able to do that with uh, older brothers, older friends, um, baseball. Is this a career path you could see me doing? <clears throat> and Without getting a long story long, 
<laughs> essentially they all came back with the same theme and it's if you want anything else in life go do that but if this is your one all-encompassing passion if if you wake up live breathe and die i want to be a doctor wake up live breathe and die, i want to be a baseball player go do it no one's going to tell you different but we see you as kind of like a jack of all trades like you have tons of passions tons of experiences like this might be a tough one for you so if you want to go do something anything else like we'll fully support you either way and it was obvious right you know and just like if, if college was enough i can't imagine what a full-time career would be like you know, kissing away your 20s to whatever you decide. And I started getting interest in the fire department. I uh, had a few neighbors that were firefighters growing up. Um, they always seemed to be the happiest guys on the block. <laughs> you know, they were always around for their, uh, their kids. They were always like big family men. They were always going on amazing trips. Like they loved what they did. And I started getting interested in that, started talking with them. And turns out if you're a paramedic, you are practicing the medicine side of life. And if you're a firefighter, you're practicing the athletic team side of life. And I'm like, holy cow, did I just find something that's combining, you know, my two childhood dreams in a one? The answer is yes. And, you know, you talk to any firefighter and they're always like, yeah, dude, if you can hack it at this job, there's no other job you should go do. This is like best job in the world. You know, this is an absolute calling. You're going to love it. Um, not for everyone, right? Not everyone can handle blood and like some of the really intense stuff that we have to deal with. But um, that was it. That was that was the trigger pull for me, and I decided to like walk that path. And uh, twelve years down, and still running. So here well, we are. So much. I love how you know. I always say that sometimes you know you can find your passion for what you want to do by finding out like what you don't want to do. But it's interesting talking to you because it sounds like there were so many things you were passionate about that you really could have gone so many different directions. But with the job that you're in now. Uh, the career, I think it does really facilitate both the athletic part, because as a firefighter, you obviously have to be really strong, you have to be uh, really athletic and, um, and brave, which I think in sports, you always, you have to be brave too. And, um, and then I think just taking your interest for and passion for just coming from kind of a medical background with the family and the desire to want to help other people. I think you found a really great uh, kind of niche there for you that sounds like it fits you perfectly. Do all firefighters have to be paramedics or EMTs? So good question. Depends on the department. Um, <clears throat> the bigger the city, the more advanced your personnel are going to be. So uh, LA, we're a very dynamic fire department, meaning we're a very dynamic city. So you call 911 for anything we show up. Um, so we got to be able to solve that issue. If it's a bellyache to a heart attack, to a car accident, to a fire, whatever it is, you get the same people. Um, and it's just, it's how they structured where your tax dollars go best spent. So that parlayed into yes and no EMTs, paramedics, some departments run them separate and then some departments run them all under the same umbrella. So for the most part, every firefighter is an EMT. So we know how to handle basic life support. Um, but depending on the department, your firefighters will be your paramedics, which is your advanced life support. And to understand the difference, um, cause they're kind of under the same umbrella, EMT is all of the maintenance and then paramedic is all of the interventions. So they compare it. We're not anywhere near the level of a doctor, but they say like the paramedic is like your road doctor and your EMT is like your road nurse. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like that level of difference, right? We're helping each other. We're part of the same team, but there's a big difference in your qualifications. 
Um, so yes, most apartments, most big departments are all firefighters or EMTs and then somehow the paramedic classification. Thank you so much for that. That really was a great way to um, describe it for everyone who's listening and watching who's not quite sure the difference. That was a really great way to explain that. You talk a little bit about burnout um, with first responders, uh, primarily with firefighters, because um, it's such a high stress job. And I know that you touch base a lot on kind of figuring out how to not be running at a thousand percent all the time and how to kind of like turn that off so that your body can rest, that your brain can rest. Um, and I think for people who are listening and watching, it's relatable because even though if someone's not in that field, if they're not in the army or they're not a first responder, um, sometimes, you know, especially young people can feel like everything is so stressful and so important in the moment. You know, as we get older, we understand like, okay, this isn't so life or death as I felt like when I was younger. But when you're younger and you fail a test or you're like in this kind of heightened sense of, of urgency of making everything so important, I think um, a lot of med students especially um, are kind of having that struggle of, of being in a heightened uh, sense of not being able to kind of like calm down their nervous system, not being able to sleep, not being able to kind of like shut their brains off especially with um, COVID and, and being home all the time, there's kind of that um, line gets blurred between when is time to rest and when is time to go. Um, and so I'd really love to talk a little bit about um, what Functional Hero is and a little bit about what you do and how you came across creating Functional Hero for everyone uh, listening. Absolutely. So having about a decade of experience in the job, I myself started experiencing quote unquote burnout. What is that? Um, well, if you're going through your day addicted to caffeine and stimulants that barely touch your energy, uh, you're experiencing brain fog, malaise, maybe depressive, anxious thoughts, uh, and negative reaction towards things, judgmental, whatnot, that's not where you are supposed to or meant to be as a human being. Um, that is your amygdala frame of thought, fight or flight, taking over nonstop. And why is that? Um, burnout is a symptom of being chronically sleep deprived, underrested, overstressed, and never recovering. And so let's break out why that was a big hit in the face for me at one point in my career. Um, we found out that the number one cause of death, of line of duty death for first responders, a job that's a calling that's supposed to be the best in the world, is suicide. And it's not even close comparative to, you know, in fires or even cancer, stroke, heart disease, it's suicide. And begs the question, what in the world? And then you go into the military realm, it's the same thing. I think since 2001, since 9-11, our active duty line of duty death is somewhere in my numbers are a little off, but they're, they're in the, in the ballpark. So we're around eight to 10,000 of line of duty death, active combat duty. Since the same time period, it's about a hundred thousand. Of suicide begging the question what are we doing wrong this isn't an overnight thing see there's there's some exceptions where a, a switch gets flipped and you know people go off the rocker it happens i get it but that's not the answer to all this so this is a chronic thing this is something that doesn't happen overnight like we're doing something wrong in our lifestyle that's leading us to this point and i started this 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 hit me in the face one day at work you know i'm sitting at lineup at the at the table 
where we kind of go over all the daily duties and tasks and what we need to do for the next 24 hours. And it comes across the table like, hey, here's a red sheet of red sheets being like, you know, cause of death, you know, things we could learn of, things we could learn around in the department and suicide number one cause of death. And then we just breeze off into the next, you know, all right, who's the cook for the day? All right, who's giving the drills? And I'm just like, holy cow, are you kidding? And the science geek in me went on fire because I, I love research. I love reading about stuff, especially if it's directly impacting yourself, right? You want to know, well, how do I prevent that? Like, I'm willing to bet that 99% of these people did not want to take their life. They just got to that point right? They were like you and me, and then just went down the wrong path for too long and ended up getting that situation. Um, so it started begging the question, could that be me? You know, could, could we do that? Could we go down that path? And if so, like, how does that happen? And I learned that the same mechanism that burnout is, is the same mechanism that takes you down that path. So if you're experiencing burnout, you're literally on that train. And I know that's dark and dismal, but that's where it heads. And how do we prevent that? Well, it's got to be lifestyle. And this is where functional hero gave birth. So started realizing we're in a high stress environment, we're underrested, um, chronically sleep deprived, and then we're on shift on duty for long hours. And you don't have to be a first responder to experience this, but I just, I do know that we're at the tip of that spear. And then we're asked to go home after a high stress, unprocessed, underrested shift and show up for those that we love and come in full throttle. And so what we end up doing is being into caffeine, tobacco products, anything that'll like help us get up just a blurt. And um, <clears throat> this falls into, um, I guess the, the science behind it, the basic is we have in our nervous system, we have somatic and autonomic. We have somatic, which is the area that you can control. So I'm moving my hands right now. That's somatic, right? Bicep curls, jumping up and down, high-fiving someone, giving a hug, somatic. Autonomic, AKA automatic, is everything that we don't control. Our heartbeat, our digestive system, right? Our breathing, um, which is, I'll come back to later, one of the, the only thing that we can go back and forth between controlling and not controlling is our breathing. Um, so what we found was, when we're at work or when we're on duty, we're in, in the autonomic nervous system, you have sympathetic and parasympathetic. So the, the non-controlled, the automatic nervous system, you have sympathetic, which is fight or flight. That's your go. And then you have your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest, and that's your relax. And the only state of which your body repairs itself at a cellular level is that parasympathetic. So if you're not entering that state, you are not repairing and it's not that oh i need to catch up on repairing because i'm in the sympathetic i go too much it's actually if you're familiar with you know football or whatever it's like a pick six for the other team so instead of resting and repairing you're actually demising yourself even more damaging yourself even more through stress through stress through stress now you need to recover that and then some right so multiply that over a day multiply that over a week a month a year a decade two decades it starts to make sense okay, we are under this extreme style of chronic, overstressed, underrested burnout into demise. And that's the path we're headed on. Pretty shocking and also pretty mitigatable. You know, there's a fix. It's not like we sign up for something and it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to be uh, dead young and 
burned out. That's 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 not the the end game. The end game here is I'm gonna live the life of my dreams and I'm gonna kick ass doing it. Yeah. I'm gonna show up to work. I'm gonna thrive. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna be the best dad possible and be playing with my kids. One of my sixties. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a question. That's I am going to do this. Right. I'm gonna be surfing. I'm gonna be that long long board seventy five year old out in the water. You know, like that is going to be me. So that's the answer. Mm -hmm. Let's get there. Right. Um, started figuring out back to the sympathetic parasympathetic. So if we're stuck in the sympathetic state, the average human being uh, will go in and out of uh, the go. So in and out of the sympathetic into the rest, probably four or five times throughout their average day. Um, and for example, when you go take a drink of water, when you go to the restroom, when you go take a shower, uh, if you sit down for a meal, you know, your mind might be busy, but you're, you're relaxing yourself. If you're listening to a song in your car and you kind of zone out for a bit, you're relaxing yourself. That may or may not exist in a first responders world. Um, excuse my language here, but there's a joke that the call will always come out if you're trying to shit shower or shave, right? <laughs> so you never get a moment of relaxation. You never get a moment to yourself. Like that's, if I'm all sudsed up in the shower, that's when it comes out. Sweet. So I have to be like high stress all the time. You have to be in that warrior mindset too of, you know, go, 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 get the job done. No matter what, like, doesn't matter how much blood, guts, and gore I'm about to handle, we are going to fix this issue. So we're in that, but we never come out of it. And then we're in it for all day, all night. We work 24 hour shifts. If I go to work on Monday morning, I come home Tuesday morning. And sometimes those days get layered together. So I'll work three, four, five days in a row. I'll go to work on Tuesday morning, come home Sunday morning. And that whole time, if I wasn't intentional about it, I was stuck in that stressful state. Mm -hmm. Now you think I'm just going to go home and sleep and then go back to work. That doesn't sound fun. You can't just turn it off. You know, I feel like sometimes when you right. get those modes of being so elevated and so just kind of everything is, you know, hypersensitive, it's really hard to just go and be like, okay, I'm off now. Like now I can relax. It just doesn't really work that way. I, I imagine it would take you a while anyway, just to kind of settle back in into like a little mm -hmm. bit or a normalcy. 100%. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We are, you know, there's a lot of comparison to like a tiger and a gazelle on the plains. Like when you talk about nervous system stuff, fight or flight, we're not built like gazelles and antelopes. Like when we're done with the chase, we don't just shake it off. Like you'll see them do this. Like you ever seen a dog done with playing, right? They, they just shake and then they come over and like lay down. We don't do that, right? We don't purr like cats that like relaxes us and puts us in parasympathetic. We have to be intentional about it. And you can do that through breath work and through other parameters like inversion stretching, how you transition. Do you transition well from uh, period to period, from moment to moment? And then how is your movement? Are you moving well? Are you uh, stimulating a recovery process through movement? Um, so figuring out that if we're not intentionally taking ourselves out of the go, out of the sympathetic, then we're stuck in it and our body's never recovering. And then that's what's called, uh, there's a, a theory called polyvagal theory where if you overstress the vagal nerve, which is the one in charge of all this, 10th cranial nerve is in charge of the parasympathetic sympathetic, like which state I'm gonna go in. If you overstress that and keep it in sympathetic too long, you'll get into this state of kind of malaise middle ground where you can never go up, you can never go down. Meaning I can't get the energy to get out there and get creative, get proactive and work out or go play on the sand or write that like creative, fun flowing, you know, goofball that I can be. I won't, I won't get there, but I also won't be able to lay down at night and rest fully. So I'm getting crappy sleep and I'm not even like showing up to the things I love. Like, and one of the parameters that I remember was 
I know I'm experiencing burnout when I'm not picking up my guitar. Played my guitar since I was like 10, 12 years old. I love it. It's such like an outlet for me. And all of a sudden I'm like in the back of my mind, like, nah, it's lame or ah, I'm too tired or whatever. I don't even like think about it. So that was a good trigger for me. You're experiencing too much burnout when you stop doing the little passions that you love, um, which is now it's time, right? Now it's time to mitigate, interject, be intentional about this. Um, so started finding out all these different practices that we can do. Uh, cold immersion, breath work, right? I've named a few. Uh, move properly, right? We, we have to be in shape. Mobility and movement is life. Sedentary means death. We were literally built to move. You sit on a couch, your body will literally freeze up. The joints will harden and you will just die, right? So you're not meant to just like relax. So we're meant to move. And by moving, we remind our body that we are alive and thriving and thus it will start recovering. Um, but I started, I started practicing all these in my own life. I myself was experiencing burnout. I was in that kind of depressive, anxious state, low energy. I would drink two energy drinks a day after having a couple cups of coffee in the morning. I mean, that's enough dose for three, four or five people. And yeah. I'm doubting this on my own and I'm not even getting touched by it. Like it'll wake me up for 20 minutes and then I'm back to the same brain fog malaise. of just like, oh, I guess this is it. I'll have another one. Right. And so I started implementing these practices in my own life and I literally got my brain back. I got my energy back. I got my focus back. Um, and I got a fire lit under my ass. I have enough energy back to build a company while I'm a full-time firefighter called Functional Hero. So if that doesn't tell you anything, right? And I'm super stoked about it. I wake up more energized than ever. I go to sleep more relaxed than ever. And I go to work and freaking love my job more than ever. So something's working, right? And it's not like I'm taking a magic pill. I changed my lifestyle habits. And this is something that I've started to implement too with other friends, uh, with other colleagues. And I've seen them do the same. Right, they go from like, you know, freaking hey, I can't figure out why I can't lose this weight. I'm starting to bald. I look pale and just like bad, right? You look unhealthy. Like, you know, the kind way to say someone looks like shit is they look tired, right? <laughs> you know, so I was I was tired of feeling tired. I was tired of looking tired, sick of being sick. Like it was just I was just done with it. So frustrated. So implemented all these practices and have literally watched me get my life back. I feel like a lot of people can experience what you're talking about and do experience it, but maybe they don't even realize what's happening to them. They just kind of just don't feel good. You know, they're like, I don't really, I'm not hungry. Like nothing sounds good. You know, they kind of just start to lose their vigor and their vitality for like their passions for life and just things that normally would excite them just kind of don't. And they're kind of just stuck in this mundane uh, state of being. And I think it takes a really um, self-aware person to be able to, while you're in that state, be able to recognize it and say, wait a second, I know myself and I know my body really well. And like, this isn't who I am. This isn't how I want to live my life. Like what's going on here? And kind of like being able to be in that state and still be able to recognize it and do something about it, I think um, really shows A, how self-aware you are and B, how strong you are. And also just how you know, they always say like, the thing that makes people change is when they're just so sick and tired of that thing that's kind of holding them back. One day you're just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't, I'm done. And then you can, you can make that change. But when you're, when you're talking about burnout and you're talking about, you know, all the things that come with that being depressed and um, just kind of losing that vigor for life, it's, it can be really hard to pull yourself up 
you know, by your bootstraps and be like, okay, I need to, what can I do to make these changes? But I think it's really important that people understand that they don't have to change everything all at once so quickly. Like you can start making little steps in your life that you, you might notice start to make you feel better. And maybe not one day, but maybe day two or maybe day three, you know, these tiny little things that you can do that will really change the way that you feel. And then as you feel a little bit better, maybe, you know, if you're talking about breath work, maybe, you know, you can go a little longer or meditation instead of meditating for one minute, maybe you can now meditate for three minutes and you can kind of find this thing that helps you on the right path when you're kind of so feel so stuck and you don't really know how to start. So I'm wondering, do you have advice for anyone who's kind of feeling this way just to kind of start the process of realizing like, cause sometimes you don't even realize how bad you feel until you start to like get out of that. And you're like, oh wow, I really wasn't feeling like myself at all until you start to you know implement these ways. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I even, I'll even take it a step further uh, for a long time. I, for some reason, it's a common thing in men that we're, you know, not in touch with our feelings, even when we practice it. But I would even say it's not that I, I knew I was feeling bad. I didn't even know what I was feeling. Does that make sense? So like, right, if we're going to like process like things and process, you know, trying to improve our life, I didn't even know what I needed to process, let alone how to define it and then work with it. So that was a good uh, start. I just started asking myself, like, am I aware I want to be? Am I like, am I who I want to hang out with? You know, if I wasn't me, would I want to hang out with me? <laughs> right. It's five is five years from now, the guy five years from now, is he looking back like stoked at who I am today or not? Right. The answer was no. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm living this unsustainable lifestyle thinking what next week will be better. Well, really, we're not doing anything different. That's isn't that part of what insanity is. Keep doing the same thing and hope for a better result. Right. That's, that's not going to happen. So we need to make that change. And I was the same way. I started making small little incremental changes, change the paradigm. If you're stuck in a rut, just, just flip something like do a dance move before you walk out the door and watch how that changes your day. Right. Like literally that little thing, I promise you will change how you go about your, the next 20 minutes of your day. Just a little jiggy. All right, cool. We're going out. Honestly, like it's the littlest things like that. Um, for me, it started journaling. I started doing a gratitude journal in the morning. Um, whereas I started with one called the five minute journal, super easy, super well, like guided, super simple, literally takes five minutes or less. And you write down a few things. And the whole point of that was instead of having negative thoughts in my mind, allowing to snowball and uh, capitulate on themselves and create more negative thoughts, which is how the brain works, right? We're all like pattern recognition. So if we see something, we fall through with it. Um, I wanted to start it with a positive thought and then it starts to snowball on itself and you start thinking more positively. So for me, it was, it was that mindfulness of just write down three things you're grateful for. So if I was, if I was going to give a bumper sticker of advice to anyone like, all right, Hey, let's give it a shot. See if this works is write down three things you're grateful for every morning and then do five sets of circular breathing or box breathing. So you inhale for five seconds, hold for five seconds, exhale for five seconds, exhale, uh, hold for five seconds. So it's like a box, right? Mm -hmm. And I did a box weird. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so just try those two things. See how that helps. Um, I then started researching more and more into it, uh, how breathwork and why breathwork is such a massive game changer, right? We, we hear a lot about, um, if you've heard of Wim Hof, you know, his, his breathwork and what they're doing, or, you know, if you've ever done yoga or 
different types of meditation or, you know, shamanic breathing, uh, tomo breathing, anything like that, you start to understand, okay, there's, there's a reason this has an effect. This isn't like a placebo, which who cares if it's a placebo, right? If it works, it works, but um, it's not. There's actual hardcore science, literally centuries of science behind this stuff. Um, breathing is the one thing that we can, can, can take control over that our body does automatically. So it's the one thing that we can be like, hey, this controls our nervous system. I'm gonna take control of it now, even though you've been doing it beautifully for me all day long, all night long, I'm gonna take control of it and tell you how I wanna feel. So think about when you're stressed, you're breathing fast and you're breathing shallow. You're breathing at all. Cause I find myself yep. doing that sometimes where I'm like, Brooke, when's the last time you took a breath? Like, you know, you hold on mm -hmm. to it too. Yeah, yeah. And so, so stress is a beautiful thing when it's handled correctly. It's, you know, that amygdala, that part of your brain is really trying to protect you and make sure that you are safe and kicking ass, but we don't always need it, right? The, the metaphor we've heard a lot is like, we're not always running from a lion or a tiger, like the caveman were back in the day, right? So stop acting like it. And the weird part about our body is it doesn't know how to process the difference between an experience and a thought. So if I think about something stressful versus experience something stressful, the same thing is happening at the cellular level. It's doing the same stuff. The same hormones are getting released. So let's cut that out, right? I don't need to think about like a deadline and have it react as if like I'm fending off someone with a knife. Like that's not, we don't need to handle that. We can, we can tell it, we can tell that body it's okay. We can say, hey, calm down, we're good. Let's handle this with, you know, our mature area of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. Let's allow us to think logically and process our emotions and feel good about this one. And we take control of that like through mindfulness, but through breath work. And how do you breathe when you're relaxed? You breathe slowly, you breathe deeply, right? You allow that breath to come in, do the chemical exchange, release the toxins and exhale. There's a full process. Allow that air to come all the way in, hold it, and then all the way out. And you know, when we're stressed, we're, you know, they say the average adult is 12 to 20 a minute of breaths. I mean, guaranteed, I would be shocked if you're stressed and you're breathing at the lower range of that. You're probably at 24, 25, you're probably, you know, Kipnik, you know, per the medical term. So slow that down, take control of it and remind your body like, hey, it's going to be okay. We're fine. We can kick ass right now. We're, we're okay. You know, we can think logically. We can, we can create something out of this and have it be beautiful and grateful and like, you know, enjoy this moment. So take those few breaths, breathe as if you are calm, breathe as if, as if you are being creative, you are being joyful. And then that'll tell your nervous system, oh, this is the state we're in. And you'll watch your brain, you'll watch your mindset, you'll watch your anxiety, everything will shift into that. Right. Mm -hmm. You feel that stress, your body doesn't know that it's not being attacked by a lion. It's, it's experiencing, it's going through all the same things as if it were being attacked, as if you were fighting for your life. You're talking a lot about being intentional and being aware and, and making the choice to say, hey, let me intentionalize this and let me say you're okay, let's calm down with our breathing, like everything's okay, kind of comforting yourself. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking yourself out of that sympathetic and going to the parasympathetic so that you can start resting and repairing. You know, your body can actually like vibe with itself. So, I mean, if, if, I'm, <clears throat> if I'm going call to call and not relaxing in between them, I'm at this heightened state at work, right? So I never get to relax. But if I do, if I transition well, if I come back from the call, I do breath work, I level up my nervous system. It allows me to then rev back up for the next one. Like a, a good amount of time that you would say that you would need to be in that restful state, or do you just kind of try to catch it whenever you can catch it? 
catch it when you can catch it. And I'm doing it all day long now, right? I'm literally uh, taking control of my breath all day long. Any moment I feel anxious, overwhelmed, um, you know, when you got too many windows open on the browser and the computer kind of just does that little circle. Thing. I can't, I'm trying to do so much and I can't do one thing and I'm figuring it out. I'm bouncing, I'm making a cup of coffee. Now I'm right in here and I'm answering this call. You're just like, holy cow, right? right. Breathe, do some breath. A good one for that is inhale twice through your nose, out through your mouth. And that helps, helps calibrate your, uh, there's different brain waves and it pulls you back into uh, like your focus state as opposed to just being all over the place. So uh, like, <laughs> Do that as many times as it takes, usually five to 10, but sometimes, you know, we're super stressed out and we might, we might need more, um, but in through your nose twice, out through your mouth, and that pulls you in and out of that stress state. So um, literally all day long, I will be doing these things and implementing that seriously is if I don't, I'll put it this way. The days that I don't, I am so mal-rested the next day, it's not even comparable. And there's other things we can do when we're under-rested. Well, how do I, how do I get my body going, right? How do I... I'm not going to like just sleep all day, right? Or I'm not going to have like 10 cups of coffee to try to catch up, which that was my other issue, totally malrested. How do I get going? Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm going to sleep later, you know? So I'm home today, so I'm going to sleep tonight. How do I How do I make sure today's on, on par? And so there's different parameters, like cold therapy, cold immersion, like take a freezing cold shower and then control your breath in that and watch how you perform for the next three to four hours. Mm -hmm. Just watch. It's not, it's not fun. It never gets easier. I, I 100%... <laughs> We'll promise you it never gets really fun to jump in the cold water yeah <laughs> don't have a hot water for a minute and you have a cold shower like it wakes you up it for sure does something like mm -hmm. I, I noticed that cold immersion i like that can you talk a little bit about stretching or you because you talk about um stretching for mobility and then stretching for flexibility and so both have each have a purpose actually mobility is for uh it's warming up you're literally bringing heat to the muscles so mobility stretching is when you're um doing movements in a range of motion that's going to increase right so like if i'm pulling my knee to my chest mm -hmm. and then doing like a squat or something like that um i'm probably gonna do that 10 to 15 times and watch my range of motion increase over that time and what actually is happening is that blood flow those nutrients are coming but literally quite literally heating up the muscles you're heating up the joints so that's what warming up is right uh flexibility is for cooling down and you're allowing that blood to flow out of those areas. Um, so mobility before any kind of movement. So hopefully in the beginning of your day or before you're doing a workout, going surfing, whatever it is you like to do. And then flexibility is like a static hold. So 30 to 60 seconds of a stretch, touch your toes, right? Bend over your side, whatever it is, do that flexibility to cool down. So pull yourself out of that really fun. You know, I just went surfing, but I was in a stressful state theoretically good stress but a stressful state pull yourself out of it by just doing a couple deep breaths do some flexibility stretching cool down so they they both have their purpose but they're they're different and they're different in their modalities and how they actually work and their mechanisms i wanted to ask you too for everyone listening and watching because i know that suicide rate is so high and i know with functional hero um functionalhero.com and at functional hero on instagram um how can people get involved in, in helping this cause? Is it spreading the word and getting it out there? Because I imagine that it's not just um, firefighters, but you know, first responders, military, um, even people who are feeling this way that aren't in those kinds of positions. Um, is there anything that uh, we can, like a call to action that we can do to help spread the word and help um, 
you know, stop this from um, being such a thing. Yeah. If you're feeling that way, like ask for help, like literally and ask like that's it. So if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like depressed and anxious, there's so many different avenues to get out there and ask, like, just ask, talk to someone about it. Um, but if you really want to like spread the cause, like take care of it, take care of yourself and be the example and then share it with others. So yeah, go to functionalhero.com. There's, well, you know, sign up for one of the programs there and it'll walk you through all these different parameters, you know, uh, movement, you know, workouts that are made to, uh, advance your nervous system, not tax it even more and be too hard on your nervous system, right? Things that are there to revive you and support you and build you. Um, so if you sign up, that's, that's you taking control of your, you know, intentionality of saying, Hey, like I may or may not be aware that I'm, you know, experiencing this burnout, but I want to take advantage and take control of this and up my life. I want to evolve. I want to level up. Um, so yeah, hop on board. Um, but above all, like any, if you're just doing breath work, if you walk away from this and you just do breath work and start being a more grateful person, write down three things you're grateful for. Heck yeah. Watch mm -hmm. that snowball into a better life. hundred percent. Every time, literally everyone's saying the same thing. You talk to any motivational speaker, any like lifestyle coach, we're all trying to promote the same thing. And that's like, be intentional about your life. Choose to kick ass and thrive and like be a super loving, compassionate human and watch what happens. Like it's amazing. So we're all on that same journey. Just step up and do it. Yeah. And I love the message of um, taking control, you know, that you don't have to stay where you are. You can make decisions in your life, different, different choices that can lead you into a different place if you're not feeling good. And so I love the message of just like take control. It doesn't have to be this way just because it's been this way. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that's a really important message for everybody listening to, you know, feel inspired that um, you can change and it can get better and it does get better and um that there's support out there yeah and don't let your yeah but get in the way that's my favorite thing anytime i talk to someone or you know if, if you're sharing like oh i just got through this like i would love to share how you'll hear the yeah but mm -hmm. i have this or yeah but i'm different or yeah but dude there are a million yeah buts aka excuses like they're also all of that million of people have also made the step made the journey right mm -hmm. so your yeah but I hate to say it is unique to yourself, but it's not special. Like we're all going through stuff. Everyone is going through a layer of shit. So we all have yeah, buts and we either choose to, yeah, but I'm going to do it anyways, or yeah, but I'm going to let it get in my way. So control. Out of our own way. A lot of times, like the biggest yeah. thing in the way of our, of us feeling better or our success or getting that job we want or that dream, it's, it's, it's us in the way of our, ourselves. And if we can learn how to, get out of our own way and do the things we need to do in order to, you know, have that better life. I think that's the important thing to take away is that nobody's going to come do it for you. You have to do the work yourself. You have to make the changes. You have to be intentional about your life. And I love how you start every morning with gratitude because we're just so lucky. We're all just so lucky. Like we all go through so much, but at the end of the day, we're so blessed to just be here and there's so many things to be grateful for. And I think starting your day, remembering even the smallest things, like I'll take a shower and be like, wow, this is amazing. I have hot water right now. You know, like I'll be in the shower thinking about that because I know that there's people in the world who don't even have access to clean water, let alone hot water. Or, you know, when I eat a bite of chocolate, I'm like, wow, like there's people in the world who never even tried this. And like, I can have it anytime I want. Like the smallest little things of just realizing 
um, how beautiful our lives are instead of always thinking about all the things we don't have and all the things that we wish were different. You know, I think when you start having gratitude, it only just um, more and more gratitude just comes because you start to realize all of the things you were taking for granted before. Yep, absolutely. That's called flow. <laughs> you're in that mindset and things like you know when you when it seems like man everything just happens well for someone it's like no they're just in flow they're choosing that perspective and choosing to take anything and turn into a, a building block you know it doesn't have to be joyful and positive all the time but it is a building block towards leveling up towards constantly moving forward so yeah fully agree awesome so can you talk a little bit more about um gratitude and, and journaling and um, do you have ways that you go about doing that yeah yeah so uh me personally I, you know I've, I've gone through different guided journals ever since um i started noticing how it was affecting me and improving my lifestyle and quality of life and so i i started looking for one geared towards healthy masculinity um empowerment so we can uplift both the masculine and feminine together um you know superman superwoman right mm -hmm. king and a queen together and uh couldn't find it couldn't really find it i know there's tons of research tons of books on it um there's an amazing book that became kind of the core practice of healthy mass masculinity that talks about the four archetypes of king magician warrior lover and uh having how each of those are different mindsets that we'll be in and we should have all four well-rounded it's called the king of four houses or being a man in full um king being like the the vision seeker and kingdom builder right someone who's wanting to uh, expand their their family network and everything right uh, the warrior is your hard yes or no your doer right if i show up for a workout or i'm showing up at work or i need to make decisions that's the warrior there's no there's not much emotion there it's just no get it done and you have your magician which is like your potion maker which is um the process we're very when you're in your magician you're very uh, meticulous in how to set up that system right you know how are we going to get from a to b uh, let's write the steps out. Let's write the plan. Let's be very meticulous in the process. And then you have the lover, which creates meaning behind it all. We connect each other. We connect purpose. We connect um, that that deeper, bigger vision uh, purpose all together and create like, hey, we're, this means nothing unless we're doing it together. And so you encapsulate that all into a man in full. And that's where you have like beautiful leadership in a masculine. And so I tailored that into a journal uh practices you know weekly monthly practices with a daily gratitude uh, mindset affirmation um guided journal and i created it so i couldn't find it so i made it right entrepreneurship 101 if you can't find it and you want it just make it happen yeah uh yeah it took me a while but tons of tons of research behind it and uh ended up writing it. it's called the calling man uh thecallingman.com or you can find us on amazon the calling man journal um, also Instagram, Facebook at the calling man. Um, but that is, that's been my passion project and, you know, it's been out for a few months now and I'm watching tons of people get, uh, life shifted and changed by it. So very, very excited. And I'm also going through it myself, even though I created it, it doesn't mean, you know, I can't benefit from it. So, right. um, well, Sean, thank you so much for joining our Crafting Wellness podcast today. It was such a pleasure talking with you. I'm going to link all your information um, in this video so you can find him and all of these great things that he's doing and check out more about breath work and all of that. Um, so thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate you. Likewise, Brooke. Thank you very much.